Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Guestman, coming to you on a Friday, October 25th, after the LA Galaxy's knockout in the MLS Cup playoffs to LAFC, a 5-3 loss. Uh, we're here to get you through the rest of this um, this offseason. I guess this starts the offseason. Maybe the end of the season. It's the beginning of the offseason. We're going to talk about the game. Obviously, it's our very first thing we're going to do. We get through at least what we saw, what we thought we were seeing. Uh, and maybe what needed to be maybe seen a little bit more in that game. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the news that's out. There's already rumors talking about different players. Uh, we're going to look over the roster here real quick as well and, and sort of get you through all this. All right, so that's what we have planned. I know it's not uh, what everybody was hoping for, uh, but this is life. This is how it goes. And uh, as I was talking to some of the players, they're like, next year's our year. We're going to get back and do it. So let's uh, get to that and to help me do it. Uh, a man who was at the game in the stands braving his own personal safety Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. How's it going, buddy? Ah, it's a somber day. It you know, is. No, normally when uh, you know we come in, I hear the theme music, I get amped up, ready to go. It, it didn't feel right to air drum and, and get it going this time around. So I don't know if uh, we can get the band to do an acoustic acoustic set of that acoustic a little set. somber entry yeah. when things go 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 south yeah but. yeah i don't i don't i don't think i have that kind of pool i'll, yeah, well, I'll be honest with you uh, you know yeah so you know it's a friday not our normal day not a happy reason to be coming in to record so we'll see we'll make do but we this is like you said before, off air this is a group therapy session it's we're, yeah we're gonna we're in this together we're gonna get through this it's everybody coming together you know yeah you put your feet up on the couch i think is yeah. the is the biggest thing <laughs> Um, and the worst part is he doesn't even look at me. <laughs> he doesn't even look at me anymore. Uh, if you if you ah, could have been here before we hit record, we were actually doing ten things I hate about you uh, riffs. So you know it's normal, normal little yeah. things. You're, Eric's like that wasn't me. I don't I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> I love that movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a fun time. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about the game uh, at LAFC. But before we even do that, let's let's set it in in bigger settings. Okay. All right. Uh, you had all the games that came before it, so all three of the other semifinal matches had been played. Uh, New York City, the number one seed on the east side, got smacked by Toronto FC at City Field. Yeah, at City Field. I was going to say, and everybody in Major League Soccer jumped up and cheered. Yes. <laughs> um, so, the soccer gods were not in their favor for sure. Yeah, uh, it was great because uh, you know it's always great whenever you trade one baseball stadium for another. Uh, I was talking to uh, Ives was actually at okay. the, at the game and he was at that game and he says, you know, City Field's actually a much better setup for them. And I'm like, still a baseball field. Yeah, and and he agreed. I, he, I, I can ar- yeah, I could see that argument about it being a better a better set up but the at the end of the day it's a baseball field and uh, I, I mentioned something about that you know I don't actively root for other teams to lose uh, when it doesn't involve the galaxy but I, I was thrilled to see uh, New York City eliminated just because it, it any games with those stakes shouldn't be played on a baseball, on a baseball field, field right. and then someone of course you know someone with uh, David Villa and their as their avatar came back at me on Twitter and said hey you know, it's not that easy. There's a lot of, you know, bureaucracy and, and stuff that goes on. I was like, yeah, you know, like in a city like Los Angeles, maybe, yeah. you know, we know nothing about red tape and bureaucracy. I can't, bureaucracy. I, I chose don't a very, say, don't say a, it too many times. <laughs> it'll get in your head. I, I said it, you know, I chose a, a five-star word to, to enter their podcast there, but um, yeah, of course, anywhere you go, there's, there's going to be issues in red tape, but 
they need to get it done, especially with the the amount of money that group has. It's just a, a travesty. It it uh yeah. And that, that's enough in my CFC. There was a, that that's was my it. soapbox. That was so I'm getting off. Toronto FC though uh, smacked them. So uh, Toronto FC going on and will face the uh, the Atlanta or uh, Atlanta United. I was the, like the Atlanta, Atlanta Braves, the Atlanta bureaucracy. Yeah, the Atlanta bureaucracy. <laughs> uh, Atlanta United uh, who beat Philadelphia 2-0. I'll tell you this: uh, Philly got jobbed uh, in that game, and I watched a little bit from the press box, and then I watched some highlights and came back. Uh, two or three penalty kicks that should have definitely been called. Um, I always love it whenever people try to like make this and I'm sure they'll talk about this uh, whenever we talk about the LA Galaxy game as well but I always love it when people are like you know that's a foul in the regular season that's not a foul in the playoffs it's like no no they're just fouls they're yeah. just that's how it works and I'm, I'm I'm actually guilty of this foul inside the box is not the same as a foul outside the box I'm that guy sometimes sometimes yes <laughs> so, so so I so I understand where that that's coming from but playoffs in regular season fouls are fouls I think but uh, you know, I, I do ascribe to the outside of the box, inside of the box is a little different. Uh, Seattle two nothing winners over Real Salt Lake uh, RSL overmatch in that game. Uh, Seattle was was more than stronger, so it will be uh, Seattle headed to LAFC in the Western Conference Final and the Eastern Conference Final. Um, it's going to be Toronto headed to Atlanta. So um, both interesting matchups, I think. Um, you know, watch them at your will, whatever you want to do. But I sort of want to set that up as you get to this. So you had all this, and everything was building to this game. El Tráfico um, had top billing. Yeah, they, were the, they were the headline. Absolutely. Um, and it was one that you could tell already had global reach. It was all these things. I mean, you know, it was it was a weird night to begin with, too, Eric, because you look at it, the San Annas are blowing, there's fires, like it's, it's hot. It's, hot. it's, it's October. It's like it's like earthquake weather, right? <laughs> was that was earthquake weather. Yeah, it was spooky time. It was spooky. It was it was a little bit weird. Um, and, and so you get there and you get to the stadium. I was sweating in the press box and yeah. they had like the air conditioning on, but it didn't help. Um, there was the, the, they opened the windows. I had the worst seat. Uh, <laughs> if you watched it from home, or if you watch it from anywhere besides where I was, you had a better seat than me. I was going to say, all of you who may say, how oh, he gets to sit in the press box, yeah. you know, and up in that ivory tower up there, <laughs> everyone else literally had a better view of the game than you. You might as well have just watched it on TV. I'm pretty sure I was missing about 25% <laughs> of the field. I could not see 25% of the field. So, um, you know, a whole bunch of different things that, uh, that went on there but um, you know looking at this there certainly was global attention to this and and the way that I knew it was one I was getting messages early uh, in the game that people were watching and then I said you know hey it seems like there's people watching from the UK and Asia and we were talking about the big markets uh, in Italy and all these things and so people started responding to that tweet so uh, quick shout outs here uh, Nico in Denmark was watching the game Daniel in the UK Jeremy in Asheville North Carolina Al in Dallas Texas Matt in Brazil uh, Julian in, uh, in Las Vegas oh, Julian in Las Vegas. It's one of those. Never know which way to go on it. Um, <laughs> I'll stay away from that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Uh, and then uh, Nicola, Nicola in Toronto and all those people were, were Galaxy fans. Those are all okay. people who were sort of like, yeah, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm so watching for the, the Galaxy. that's not the neutral audience. Yeah. No. But still. Besides the neutral audience wouldn't really be following me, right? <laughs> that's true. That's, that's not how it would go. You don't go viral like that? Only in uh, only in Sweden. Huge in Sweden. Huge in Sweden. Um, but no, so I, I mean, that is the People type. People interested. Yeah, so I mean, if that's a representation, I normally don't get that in a normal game. This was not a normal game. Uh, to show you how much attention there was on this game, uh, ESPN... Uh, was broadcasting the game, so we can sort of go by the numbers, and I don't. I, I'll give you context for these, so don't freak out about it if if you can't quite place where this is. But uh, 568,000 tuned into ESPN. Uh, it was 320,000 when it was on ESPN two um, before it switched because there was a college football game, which is just that's <laughs> ESPN two could have should have just carried both yeah. games, and they could have gone back to back and just filled whatever, and they wouldn't have had to worry about and it. It would have been fine. But you see the difference here. Though you see the difference, three twenty on one channel, and then the five 
568. Yeah. It still might matter, but I mean, to you and me, ESPN and ESPN2, there's no difference. I don't care. Yes. They're equal in my terms. They're just, it's that way I can watch more sports. Well, it's, it's, it's just, it's literal, literal programming. Where are you going to put the blocks and how do the, how did the Jenga pieces fit together? It's, it's worse whenever it goes to ESPN news, which is a definite downgrade. Yes. Everybody knows that's a downgrade yes. right away. So that's not a thing. So 568,000 tuned in. Uh, it was the most watched MLS cup playoff match. English language cable network have to do all these cable network <laughs> since at least 2012. And who was the big team in 2012? The LA galaxy. I think there was a guy maybe on his farewell tour. There. It could have been a guy named uh, David Beckham. I think. Oh, uh, sorry. Yep. That was Bingham. Bingham. Yeah, that was how it is. Uh, since <laughs> at least 2012, um, it was the most watched playoff game of the current TV agreement. That's the one that splits it between ESPN and Fox um, and, and all that stuff. So that was the most watched playoff game in that current, in this current TV agreement. And there's rumors out there and people have told me that this is true. Uh, there was a YouTube stream that was rumored to have 80,000 people watching it as well. So an <laughs> illegal YouTube stream was getting 80K. So that doesn't sound right at all. I've never heard of anyone streaming games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, no, yeah, no, that's that doesn't weird. happen. Weird. Um, <laughs> So, if you, if you so put, you're saying the 556 uh, number is a low ball. 568. 568. Yeah, I would what say. What does 538 say? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think. It's, uh, I'm, I'm looking for stats Yeah, you're over scrambling, here. yeah. Um, that puts them ninth among all cable TV programming um, this week. How'd they do against my beloved Temptation Island? No, I, they, no, that it was wasn't on. on there, but okay. but fourth was <laughs> Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Oh, so. well, that's a ratings juggernaut there. So. Basically, all the other stuff that you see on that list is NBA or NFL. Okay. So the, that one fa- yeah, and Jersey the, Shore Family Vacation, the- <laughs> it's not it's like the highest rated yeah. actual like TV But still, show. those are the big dogs. I mean, when you talk about being compared to, to other leagues, uh, and obviously, you know, I saw some reports coming out uh, about MLS playoff ratings being down in general they are and i think when you look at the other numbers you know you could look at this as a bit of an anomaly so so we'll see how it pans out so maybe we're not saying that this is you know the end all be all we're all in good shape moving forward but this was a special game and it did have a lot of weight behind it and a lot of importance uh so you know the billing of the you know, most hyped mls game of all time certainly the most hyped the the, the argument it can't it's in the argument and, right. I, and I think if, if you want to bring up other things and other examples, you're, you have your right to do so, but it's in the conversation. So, somebody said, uh, I was actually, I was talking to Brendan Hannon at the Galaxy, and I sort of said, uh, he asked me how what I thought of everything. I said, I think this is one of the biggest MLS games in, in MLS history. I, I, I honestly believe that. I don't know that there's a bigger one, um, but he was saying, well, you know, David Beckham's debut was pretty big. I'm and, like, I, and I think his maybe uh, 2012, his farewell, you know, he's on the way out the door. I think that MLS final, Cup. that yeah. being a mm-hmm. final, you yep. can argue. And then I think Landon Donovan, after he announced his retirement and that run towards the end, I would imagine those are, you, you those can make those goods. arguments because they're for in finals. My, my that's, good, that's the strike against this game. My good friend, Chris Tucker also said 2009 MLS Cup because of where the league was at and the fact the Galaxy were in it and David Beckham was in it and all that yeah. stuff. That was a big game. That was like the first, yeah, his that first, was, first crack at it yeah those are speaking of shout out you know if we're giving shout outs uh, yeah shout outs christopher tucker got to hang out with him a little Ooh, bit yeah, yeah. And, the, you, and you survived are you and okay? i survived okay yeah. good oh yeah they, they treated me well on the supporter bus that's all another conversation okay it was a good time um but anyway so that's I, that's the place setting for this um you know the stadium obviously is packed there's lots of galaxy fans there i certainly saw people there people came up and said hi to me that was great too it was nice seeing everybody all that was perfect larry got recognized and larry uh, always likes to get recognized so um, you know, ev- everything really leading up to this was, I think, as we expected. I know there were incidents beforehand. I know there were incidents <laughs> afterwards. I know all of that. Let's just say I was thrown out of out of a tailgate. Yes, I know. Eric, <laughs> Eric is, you know, he's a troublemaker. I'm a, tr- I'm, a, I'm a troublemaker starting starting stuff. You know, that's that's the other thing. And I think 
I'm just going to say it because, you know, we have the platform to say it. Obviously, you know, it's a rivalry. You don't want, you don't like the guys across town. I just, I dislike the other team, just, just like every galaxy fan. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I have friends who are employed with the other team who, you know, I go and talk to and have conversations. I have, you know, family and friends for one re- reason or another, and they've gone have an air in their ways and they support the club. So, you know, hang out, talk to them. This is a chance to, you know, it's a gathering. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, <laughs> to be asked to leave, it's, it's not that serious to have, you know, the arrogance to say, you know, this person can't be here because of this. It, it's, it's really when, when people talk about the negative parts of the, you know, the rivalry and the fan base, that is the negative thing. When you take yourself, you you make it about you, you make it about being self-important and don't realize that it's camaraderie and it's about rivalry and that's all, it's all a good thing. But when you make it about yourself, that's where you go wrong. And yeah. it's, it just, it, it was funny to me. It just, it just made me laugh. Well, uh, like I said, I, I know there was lots of stuff in and out of that. We'll, we'll focus on the positive yes, for the yes. most part. That's out um, of the way. Yeah. Um, so let's get to this game. Uh, the big surprise about, oh, two hours before the game, I got a little word that uh, the LA Galaxy would be repeating their lineup. Um, and I thought, hmm. Now, I have been kicking this around for, you know, ever since the last game, saying, how would you vary your, your lineup? And really, I looked at it and said, you know, I don't think you can put Pipo Gonzalez in the back line. I think I said it on Monday. I said that would be, at right back, I said that would be dangerous against a speedy team. Um, and, you know, it, it's one of those things. Now, I'd also, fair, you know, let's, let's be transparent with this, I had also said, you might keep all four back there because maybe you want Diego Polenta to go find Carlos Vela. And because we didn't know whether Carlos was going to be in the center, if he was going to be on the left or the right, and he likes to switch too. What if you just had Polenta mark Vela, like man mark him the whole time? Maybe that would be a good idea. So maybe that's why you start four in the back in the same way, because the lineup that was put out, repeat of Minnesota, so Ibrahimovic up top, Pavone, Leggett, Antuna, Dos Santos, Kitchen, Romney, Polenta, Steres, Gonzalez, Bingham. That lineup is a conservative defense first possession based lineup against a team that is very good at counterattacking. See, I, I disagree. I don't think that's the possession lineup. Really? Yeah, I, I think I think when when it was actually at Casa de Pato after the after the Minnesota game, we said, "Okay, this this formation, this lineup worked against Minnesota because Minnesota was did not have the finishers. They were in a high octane, you know, offense that was going to score it. So you put four center backs back there, you withstand, and then you catch them on the counter. With, with LAFC, where, where the Galaxy has been successful, is, you know, fighting fire with fire and going at them. So I think, uh, you know, for all the talk that Bob Bradley gets about he doesn't change his tactics for the opponent and he and he doesn't, uh, you know, he plays his style and that's the way he, he, he did changed. it. He changed it. Yeah, he I changed know. his style and he, he let the Galaxy possess. Yeah. And this wasn't the team. I think if you have, uh, you know, the triangle of Fabio, uh, Jonah, and Legit in there instead of Kitchen. Kitchen is someone you bring in maybe later uh, if you're able to eke out a lead. You maybe move Rolf out to the wing because he's going to give you a little bit more going forward. And I think you you attack because that's the – that. I think that squad possesses a little bit more, you know, telling me that Perry kitchen and people Gonzalez, these are your, your guys who you're going to trust to possess. I, I don't know that I buy that. So I, I don't think this was the right lineup. I think GBS got it wrong. I understand the temptation because you just want to play off game with this lineup. Uh, but, but you need to change things up. The other thing, LAFC had what fourteen days rest. Yeah, the galaxy aren't, were on four days rest. Yeah, I five, think they five had days more rest. than fourteen. So, it was so, like two and a half yeah, weeks. So to put the same exact lineup, this is where you you know rotate. This is the benefit of having eighteen players on your squad or or twenty three or twenty nine, whatever uh, the final roster number is at right now. That's why you have all these players to mix it around so you don't wear your guys out. And because towards the end, uh, you know the onslaught just kept going. They they wore them down by the end of the game. 
I think uh, whenever you look at it, uh, the big mistakes for me in this and the ones that I probably would have tried to switch, I'll let Kitchen stay in there. Let's just say Kitchen stays in there. He's a, he's a good central defensive midfielder. He's going to back up your center backs. That's going to help. So maybe that's what you need against I, this I team. I could concede against that. Right. Uh, and Tuna, we knew he was sick all week. And he looked like he was sick all week. He may have been sick in Minnesota because he looked a little bit off in Minnesota as well. And so, you know, maybe this is something that was lingering. And then after playing, you know, he didn't get 90 minutes. But after getting a good chunk in Minnesota, right. maybe this is something that caught up with him. And so, yeah, he, he did look off. Yeah. You and, know? and not that Antune is a world beater, but he, he didn't look like he didn't bring the positives that he's brought when he's been on. And, and for my money. And again, I, I think it's it's disappointing you have a guy who can play that position and can give you the minutes you need to get to Ramon, Ramon Alessandrini. Because you knew Alessandrini couldn't yes. make the full 90, and that wasn't going to happen. But you also knew he was coming. But you, Yeah, you yeah, knew a, he was coming a, in. After what he was able to do with Minnesota, you knew he was he was, he was was one of the subs guaranteed. You knew he was going to play play uh, a factor in the role in this game. Why don't you put Chris Pontius in this game? I, I don't understand that. It, it doesn't. And Pontius didn't see any time, by the way. Yeah. And he should have been in there. If yeah. you need a goal, you want Chris Pontius on the well, field. The only argument would be, Antuna has been your starter all season long. Yep. So you're you're changing. Yep. You're 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 changing yeah, the, the, he, the whole dynamic. He already changed it. He already so, changed it when he went to four four center <laughs> backs awesome. against Minnesota. Okay. It worked against Minnesota. That's where you're supposed to say yeah, but still. Yeah, but still. <laughs> um, it worked there. But you know, in my mind, Antuna ran out of gas fast in this one, and yes. he was predictable. And LAFC had answers for him, so yes. it, it wasn't like you were getting anything. So put in somebody like Chris Pontius, who has the pedigree, the MLS playoff pedigree, the MLS goal scoring pedigree, yeah. to go into big games, and he scored in these games before. But but what Pontius doesn't bring is the speed that Antuna brings. And so if you have people on the right, right, you can't have Pontius on the right as well. So if you put in Rolf, you put in Araujo, you act, he's going to give you a little bit more. You act like Uriel and Tuna tried to play defense at all, at any <laughs> no, point. No, I'm not saying defense. Yeah. I'm saying that, you know, when, when Antuna goes forward, right. you're going to need a defender to provide the, that support as well. So, and push forward and, and move him up the wings. Pe- people, so you have those overlaps. It's, it, that wasn't going to happen. But I mean, that's <laughs> it, again. So the speed going forward is, a, is an issue. But for me, Chris Pontius speed going forward is fine. It's not about speed. He's going to get himself in dangerous positions for what, for what he's going to do. But then, then you're right. changing, you're changing your style of what you're doing. Yeah, that's okay. It gives you a different flavor. Yeah, might, they might've won this game. You never know. <laughs> well, and that's um, the thing. It's easy to sit back and yeah. say you got it wrong because no, no, the, they lost. the big, the big glaring mistake here is putting Gonzalez back there. Yeah, at, um, at right back. He he played like a center back playing right back. He was he got caught narrow <laughs> in every goal, and what four or five goals came yeah. on his side. I know that, and that's why we're here. We're breaking down the goals, right. and we're we're placing blame. Uh, you know, when you break down the goals, goal by goal, if you were going to point at someone, uh, I think people, you know, at least three out of the the five goals, he was solely not solely responsible, but he played a major role. And and leaving the opportunity for LAFC to finish it, and so he, you know he drifted center, you know he overcommitted some ways, he didn't track back on, on other players, so he was really exposed. Uh, he picked he picked a, the wrong night to have a bad night. Well, him and Polenta, I mean, Polenta between, also, between, well, when I deal, <laughs> when I deal out my blame, yeah. you know, I give Pipo three, I give Polenta two, although one of them on Polenta, you know, you can argue it's a team defense issue, not just Polenta, but Polenta is the when you rewatch the play on the on the fifth goal, it just looks like. Well, he got yeah, caught, he got yeah, caught out. Yeah, he went for a play and he missed it. Yeah. And that's what that was basically his night. If you want to have his night explained, that summed it up. That was it. Um, because he went for plays. He tried to dribble out of out of trouble multiple times. Got the ball, lost the ball multiple times. Um, you know, didn't track back, didn't follow. Um, but these are all things he's done well in other games. So it just yeah, like you said, it, it, it was an off night. You know, everybody, and, and I see this, and I see everybody, and we're, we'll talk about who's staying and who's going, but everybody's saying, oh, just build the defense around Polenta and you'll be fine. And I sit there and go, 
where is that coming from? Struggled it's, at the beginning of the year. People who voted for Defender of the Year. No, I, I don't know who that was. <laughs> he won more second place votes than anybody else. He did not win. Like Again, it's it's just put a, your tinfoil hats. We're talking it, Defender not, of the Year. It's not. It's just ranking. It Rank was, voting. It's what happens. It was you, the Russians. It was the Russians. I'm sure it was. They big Polenta fans. <laughs> um, but no, I mean Polenta in this. I you looked at him at the beginning of the year. He made a lot of mistakes at the beginning of the year. You look at him at towards this end of the season and he made big mistakes at the end of the season and in games where they couldn't afford to make any mistakes on defense because they were already narrow they were already slower they made multiple mistakes over and over and over again i mean this game ends up with eight goals in it nobody played defense in this game there was no defense and that's why and that's why this stings is because goals were going to happen so why not push your players forward give up five and score six you know yeah well <laughs> you i mean just keep pushing forward don't put the defensive lineup in there because that's not how they play this is this is my and, and you you're absolutely right this is the point to take is when the galaxy beat lafc they don't do it with defense they yeah, did it with offense exactly they outscored them that was what they, they were trying to do they changed what what was successful against that which both teams did uh, Galaxy changed what they did, what they were successful with LAFC in the past, and LAFC changed what they did that they were unsuccessful. So you know, uh, whatever the two negatives made a positive there, or however, however you want to. <laughs> yeah, is that, <laughs> Again, is that what it was? That's where my my you know haven't haven't been in the classroom a little while. Maybe my, I'm a little rusty on my positive and negative integers, but yeah, uh, but still. Um, no, I mean, and that's what you look at. So you go to the first goal, and the first goal is Polenta gives the ball away. That ball comes back in, and Vela hits it right footed. Which, you know, I think Come people on. overcommitted to the left. Well, because he's going to yeah, hit it with his left foot. So you can't get too mad, but at the same time, you know, you Carlos, overcommitted. Carlos Vela scores goals that nobody else can score, but not because they're technically difficult. It's because the he gets really lucky with the shots, too, because that shot went just by people's foot and just under Steris' um, foot. And it's like... You, come on. Anybody else hits Just that, little, it, it doesn't go. Piece. Yeah, it, it doesn't yeah. go in. Um, you know, the Galaxy also had a, a redirected shot. Well, Pavone uh, very yeah, early had thought, that redirected yeah, shot that I almost thought that went in. That would have been a silly goal. Well, even Zlatan's goal was kind of silly the way that went in. So, you know, that was a moment where you thought if that if that's the type of goal that goes in, you catch them like that, that's where you could mentally, you know, break an LAFC is if they see bounces not go their way. But it just it bounces didn't go the other way. Uh, the second goal, though, that's the controversial one. Um, this LAFC's is, second. Yeah, LAFC's second goal. Uh, big controversy, and there should be, um, up to a certain point, I guess. Um, this is the one that looks offside on yeah. TV. Um, and, in fact, today was ruled to be offside by... Uh, half, half an inch, half a pixel. By, by 1.5 <laughs> inches. Uh, you're talking about uh, the guys who do uh, the photo, the soccer photogrammetry. Yes. Um, offside modeling, I think, is what the... Yes. What the what the screen name is on Twitter. Um, so they went and looked at it and he was 1.5 inches offside. So now this is what, this is what we have to consider with that. Everybody says, and then as soon as everybody gets that, they go, Oh, it was only one and a half inches. See, it wasn't clear and obvious. And you sit there and go, but it was clear and obvious. Yeah. And here's why, because when you look at the angle that they showed on television, um, and the, the angle that we had, the angle looked worse than it, how it actually panned out to be. It absolutely yes. is. And so if you're using your eyes there, are you telling me that VAR referees are trying to do lens distortion yeah. <laughs> and angle correction yes. for their stuff? And and that's one of the things where you sit there and go, if we're asking VAR to do that, you're never going to overturn these calls. Yes. They're, they're not going to be. But the bottom line is it looks offside. And so, guess what? It was offside. And you have the ability to go back and, and look at it. And, and so that's that's been the most frustrating thing with VAR for me is the referees, um, for well, lack of a better word, stubbornness. 
to look at it yourself in a playoff game, high stakes, uh, you know, looked offside on TV. Go take a look at it. That's why you have VAR. You know, you're, you know, usually in the first half, you're not going to add too much injury time. So, you know, take a minute to go and look at the screen yourself. Uh, you know, you can call the VAR official and say, how'd it look? And they could say no. It's, but that's at, not at, that's at not a, how the communication at a works. certain. Yeah, that's and, and all right. Then let, let us know how indulge us. Yeah. So. So anyway, we did uh, we did launch after a lot of headache. We launched a pool <laughs> reporter question for this. We actually asked Kevin Stott what the discussion was between him and VAR, VAR official who's uh, Dave Gantar. Um, so Gantar is the VAR guy. He's looking. He also probably has an assistant VAR guy up there with him as well. There's usually two, and they're up there, and they're trying to pull angles. So that ball goes in. They immediately go into review. So they're going to review that. They are looking at it. This is the big mis misconception. Misnomer. Yeah, is that they're looking at it. Guaranteed they're looking at it. And you knew they were looking at it, too, because Stott had his hand up to his ear, mm -hmm. and he was holding play. Yes. And so everybody knows that VAR is looking at it. So we asked them what the conversation was between Stott and uh, Gantar about that play. And I believe the direct quote is check complete goal confirmed. That was the entire quote that we got but check complete goal confirmed, which means that Gantar didn't tell Stott how close it was or Stott didn't relay that to us. Yes. Right. But cause they don't necessarily have that, that communication like that. The assistant uh, VAR yeah. and the VAR may have talked about it and said, oh, it's really tight. It's really tight. But ultimately, it's Gantar deciding. Who makes the call. Not, it's not clear and obvious. Because yeah. if it was clear and obvious, then he would tell Stott and he would go, he would go, okay, listen, I think we have a clear and obvious for offside. And that would be his report to him. That okay. would be the only report. And then Stott would be like, do I need to take a look at it? And, and Gantar could say, it's obvious. Or, yeah, you should take a yeah. look at it. Which is what should have happened in this yeah. case. Should have, should, there should have been a look. There should, well, there should have been one, one way or another. Whether it was Gantar or Stott... It's too 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 big of a stage for it not to be looked at. Here's the thing, and everybody's seen the VAR video, I think, from the Australian League, where the guy goes and the the center officials talking to the VAR, and he's like, he's like, is that a good goal? Yeah, the panic. He's, yeah. He, well, he was like, he was like, is that a good goal? And he's like, he's like, he's like, uh, yeah, maybe. He goes, should I go look at it just to sell it? And he's like, and, and they're like, yeah, go take a look at it. And yeah. so he goes over to the monitor, he looks at it, and he goes, okay, I agree with you. And yeah. then everybody's on the same page. That didn't happen in this case. At um, least sell it. Yeah, at least sell it. <laughs> sell it to the fans. I like that. If he goes over to the monitor, remember uh, Fotis Bazakos, right? Oh, what, and the king, the, the king of all VAR, VAR comments. Um, He'll give you more than Stott did, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those, uh, thing. Yeah, it's, it's, he would absolutely. And that was in the Colorado game. That was when Rolf got kicked in the face. Yes. Um, and there was no, but he the went head and looked at that. The head contacted the, the foot. foot. Yes. But he went and looked at that. At least he went and looked at it. We can't argue and say yeah. he didn't go look at it, but now we can sit there and say, You're what an did idiot. you see? Yeah. What did you say? <laughs> what did you see? Um, and by the way, uh, there's people in the chat room, uh, John there who says that, uh, that's going to be the default quote because you're not allowed to ask ref VAR questions about the referee. Uh, okay. That's absolutely hundred percent false. Um, that was the rule in 2018 and in 2019, we got it changed where we are allowed to, and we worked it out with the, uh, with pro, uh, mm -hmm. to be able to ask about VAR because it's too important. And they realized and it because it's there. It's and now a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. And so they want to do it. So we are absolutely hundred percent allowed to ask about VAR. In fact, we used to be able to say, I was gonna, we, we, it's happened multiple yeah. times yeah. through the course of this season. Yeah. You are absolutely allowed yeah. to do it. Now here's the thing. There's two arguments about this call. One, I've got a hot take about it too. Okay. Okay. Good. I'll, I'll give you the two arguments and then you can decide which side okay. you sort of follow. There's two arguments about this call. Um, if you're a galaxy fan, they'll say this call, the referee, uh, screwing over the galaxy is not the reason the galaxy lost the game. And anybody who says that that's the reason is just making excuses for this horrible defense that the galaxy played. That's excuse. That's number one. The, uh, okay. Okay. Number two argument is that anytime 
you change the outcome of a game in this way during a game, right? Butterfly effect. Yeah. You're going to change what happens in that game. Yellow cards affect what happens on the field. Like, so if there's, if you say it's a bogus yellow card, right? A bogus yellow card can Ch have giant effects. It changes effects. the tackle later. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, you gave out a bogus yellow card in the 10th minute. So that player who's one of the most important players then had to play differently. That's what happens in this. If you change that, if that's not a goal, then it's still, you know, one restart nothing. The, yeah. Restart the simulation. What? Here, here's my hot take on it. And it goes back to your butterfly effect. And we've had this conversation multiple times with VARs and overturned calls. Um, to me, I think when that second goal's in, the, gal the Galaxy responded very quickly. Does the Galaxy score that first goal without being down 2-0? You know, yeah. being, being punched mm -hmm. in the face and the urgency, yep. you can tell the urgency was there. They were fighting to get one back and they got one back very quickly. If they're only down 1-0, maybe they're a little bit more content. You know, it was what, five minutes before? It was the 40th minute roughly. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so are they content trying to hold on right. to 1-0 going the half? It's not so bad. And maybe they don't press to get that goal. So that's my hot take butterfly effect argument is maybe the Galaxy don't get their first goal if that second goal doesn't get doesn't count. Uh, Taylor Twoman was certainly uh, echoing the the problems with VAR. That the, the deal is that oh, really he usually doesn't have opinions you, on. <laughs> usually though he's sort of on the hey, um, you know you guys got to. It's hard. It's, Life's it's hard. hard. It's hard yeah, being in the hard. center. Yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't okay. on this one. And Taylor and I even talked to Taylor a little bit about this, and we were discussing some things about it. Um, and you know my whole thing, and I've been a big proponent of this. If you go and watch Europe or you go watch England right now, and they have VAR, they're using Hawkeye technology to determine offside. Yeah. Uh, and and people get upset because it's by an you inch, know, a, you know, a half an, an inch, an elbow hair that's sticking out. But technically, the camera caught it, and it's offside. So it's, it, it's, technically, it is offside. It's like getting angry at people following the rules. It's like yeah. and. And that's one of the, the biggest things here is that a lot of times with VAR, we're angry at, not at VAR, but we're angry at the law that comes into play once you can review well, it. Yeah, and you're that's, like, that's oh. a different argument. <laughs> you're, you're talking like, about changing the rules. Right, here. exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those things as well. Um, so anyway, so just talking about, I mean, that's really where MLS has to go because I'm tired of this. One, MLS doesn't mandate the number of cameras that they have. Um, so it depends on which game you have. Yeah. Uh, if you have a Spectrum Sportsnet game and there's like six cameras. Yeah, we've had this. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have also. the angle yes. and you can't make the decision. Uh, if you have an ESPN where they have 12 cameras or 15 cameras and goal line uh, cameras well, and stuff like that, you're at an advantage. Yeah, and I think that's that was one of the arguments when uh, VAR was first being implemented. I think goal line technology was one of the first things that was thrown around. And the argument against was, you know, cost too much money to install this in, uh, you know, 37 stadiums, however many MLS franchises there's going to be now, you know, the, the yes. cost is, is going to be uh, too much to make it happen. Right, but it's it, about $750,000 okay, for the cameras per stadium. Okay, I remember it being a thing. And yeah. there's an operation charge yeah. per game as well. So it's like five or $6,000 per game that you have to pay as well. I was going to say, I'm in the wrong job. I need right. to be, you know. Can, can I be in a Hawkeye <laughs> operator? Goal line technology op. Um, so... I think we're at a point now where the technology exists. This is kind of an argument that I always make in, in education. We have the tech that exists, but it just isn't working well. Right. And so we're kind of in that no man's land. And I think that's where we are with VAR. The technology is there. It just hasn't been perfected. We haven't figured out how to work it. So I'm, I'm, I'm against the camp that says VAR needs to go because it's ruining the game. I think you know having an extra set of checks and balances is fine. But when you're not using it correctly or we don't have all of the elements not every game has every camera angle you know you're, you're playing with a home field advantage or, or some type of different 
you're playing with different rules in each game and that's not what the intent of, of VAR is. It should be to solidify things, not to make things murkier. That's and that's and that's what it was promised to do. Yeah. And and I'll say this again: everybody thinks that clear and obvious is like this easily delineated line, <laughs> right? Like it's like, oh well, this is black and this is white, yeah. and that's what it is. And clear and obvious is the most opaque <laughs> thing to ever try to you know. Say, well, it has to be clear and obvious. Well, I'll tell you, if it was clear and obvious, well, that's the thing. It has to be clear and obvious. What's, like, what's not, clear and obvious not to you? Everything is clear. And obvious. What's yeah. clear and obvious to you? Is that yeah. clear and obvious on the replay? A Guess what? Of- it's it's clear and obvious. Yeah. If you're looking with your eyes. It's clear and obvious. Well, if look, technology is brought in, it's clear and obvious. Well, look at look at red cards. If if I go up to you and I sneakily, you know, put an elbow into your ribs, you know, on a corner kick play, it might not be clear and obvious that I do that because I'm trying to mask it. Right. So by that definition, it's not clear and obvious. Or, or what force did you use, exactly. by the way? Because they're always like, well, how much force was there really in slow-mo, <laughs> exactly. in a freeze frame? And with that, it's not clear and obvious. So I, I agree with the the language being vague, and it's it's probably intentionally vague to, to CYA this, this every sound, time. This yeah. sounds like a constitution argument. Yeah. Like, you know, well, the United States Constitution is, is supposed to be uh, incomplete, and, uh, you know, it's... That's it's, why they left the uh, law in to put them in. Yeah, it's checks and balances is really what it is. And Hot political talk there see this go. is what happens when, when the galaxy lose we- this is what happens when i got four hours of sleep all right driving home on the freeway with larry morgan at one o'clock in the morning to is, me, that's is, living the dream that is living the dream we stopped by in and out by the way it was great oh, larry didn't have any in and out can what do you that's out of character are what, you sure was he okay i mean he stole two of my french fries but that's it like he had two french fries and he was good and i'm like larry I, i'm starving let's stop it in and out and larry was like Oh, I don't want anything. I'm like, who turns down in and out? Right. Let's... I was going to pay. Like, you know, I was like, Larry, I'm paying. It's all good. Anyway. All right. So moving on. onward uh, <clears throat> so in the chat room. Let us tell us what you think Larry would order. Had he ordered in and out? This is, a good, you know, we I, need content. I actually know the answer to this question <laughs> because we discussed it. So uh, I'm, I'm ready to, I'm ready to roll on that. So anyway, that's the VAR discussion. Listen, I think the, the real huge turning point in this game though. So throw out the VAR. Let's pretend that goal yeah. is good. And everything's they still fine. tied it up after, by this. the way, that's the second time Carlos fellow scored an offside goal in, in El Trafico. <laughs> I, by the way, a clear and yeah. obvious offside goal in El Trafico. Um, so doing all that. Um, but the the real turning from point for me was Pavone's goal in that yeah. first half. Getting that back. Before the half. Before the half. Crucial. And doing it so quickly after the yes. second goal. A minute separates mm-hmm. those two and it happens quickly. Uh, it's not the prettiest goal. In fact, none of the Galaxy's goals are really... Actually, the well, Rolf Felcher goal is really pretty. That's oh, the best one. <laughs> I was going to say the Pavone one, the finish the was finish perfect. Great. Yeah, yeah, the buildup, I agree, was choppy. But uh, again... Who cares? It's, it's one in the, the back of the net, the right? bounces and... I, I think Zlatan put it, yeah, it wasn't a clean pass, but he had to put himself in position to make the turn, and then he had to make the pass, and yes, it took a deflection, but again, you have to, what is he, you have to buy a ticket to win the lottery sometimes. That's right. Sophie says that she would have definitely taken up the uh, offer of going to in and out See, that's why Sophie's the best. The um, Ronald says uh, a double-double <laughs> for Larry, possibly. I think uh, that's a good, double? that's good. Grilled cheese. Ooh, we did talk about the grilled cheese. <laughs> Uh, the vegan animal fries? I don't think so. That Is was that a, a thing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't I think feel like that's that doesn't feel like an in and out thing. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I'm not a vegan. I, I don't ask me to do that math in my head. Um, but anyway, so that, that goal from Pavone is good. You get into halftime, Galaxy only down one, come back out, you get that second goal from Zlatan Ibrahimovic, which was a comical goal. That was a Tyler Miller, you know, nightmare. Again, I, what is hey, it? Can, what you, is can it? you imagine what would happen if oh. they lost that game? And one of the reasons was because Tyler Miller couldn't block Bosch it with his the, groin yeah. area. Um, <laughs> the groinal region. The groinal region. Um, you know, Zlatan's left foot, the ball coming over. I mean, just total misplay. Yeah. Just nightmare. That should have been what nightmares were made out. Now, yes. talk to Dan Starris after the game. We're now at 2-2. Let's, let's remember what this point is. Let's remember how everybody felt at 2-2, which was game we're back. on. We're back, baby. Here it comes. <laughs> this is the collapse yes. LAFC was going to yes. make. It just happened. This is what happened. Talking to Dan Starris a little bit. 
asked him about this. You know, did you have confidence in these areas? That type of thing. And I'm going to paraphrase because I haven't transcribed all the stuff. But basically he said um, it was, uh, you know, sometimes I think maybe we have too much confidence in our ability to come back. That was a worry coming into this game. Right? Yeah. And so they get there and now they're like, yeah, we're going to score more goals. Yeah. We're going to score more goals. We got this. Let the guard down. Well, and I don't even think it was guard down. Now you're at 2-2. The Galaxy suddenly feel like they have the momentum. So what do they do to start pressing forward? Yeah. And what does that do? LAFC opens on the counter. Leaves them on the counter. And that's where you get people staying too narrow. You get, you know, the ball played out to to Rossi. Rossi with the first goal. That is, by the way, same play, two minutes apart, basically. Uh, One is Rossi scores on the first one. The second one is he just passes it down the middle. Um, And both of those goals are absolutely about width and speed. And about, uh, you know, people Gonzalez not being able to have either of those things. Is Bingham on the hook on any of these? Can't, I mean, it's tough. Where? I mean, the, maybe the Rossi first one, yeah, are you thinking? that's what I'm thinking. I could, think could he have gotten down on that? I felt you know? like he stepped one step too close to the near post. Yeah. But he's, you have to understand the posi- yeah. the movement of that is you're moving that direction. And so really, it's it's Rossi hitting that against that movement mm-hmm. that gets it. And that's a lot of goalkeepers going to do that. And I think it's just because we've seen Bingham come up big and make some of those saves but we've, we've also seen it go the other way so I just wanted to throw the question out there is he off the hook is he not off the hook I have found that David Bingham has has been on the hook this year for certainly some goals so you can't fault him for this but I don't think I fault him okay. on any of these I didn't sit and there and go that's fair I didn't sit there and go oh goalkeeping mistake was, this wasn't well the, it wasn't a Tyler Miller disaster right. yeah. or, or in Philadelphia where uh, Blake you know had like the first yes. two goals was him running into his own players or, or, or uh, NYC you know kind of they, they gave up you know the, their goals to Toronto. They made it very easy for Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's sort of where, you know, that's how I sort of gauge that. So, so you look at that, um, you know, so you get the two goals, you get Felcher coming in. And so really in your mind and everybody's mind, you're going to think of the Felcher goal as this consolation goal. And it was sort of like, Oh, it didn't matter. Well, it was it one of those absolutely <laughs> mattered in the stadium, you know, making that four, three, you thought, okay, that we have something we're going to, we're going to come back again. You know, it's just that confidence in El Traficos against LAFC. It doesn't matter if you're down, you know, one or two goals. You know that you can come back at any point. I think the fifth goal was the dagger and it was over. But at 4-3 with the with the Felcher goal, you thought maybe, maybe, maybe some magic could happen. Here's here's the thing, though. If we all remember, Allison Drini missed a sitter in this game, right? It was right in the open mouth. And it, was a, yeah. it wasn't... It, I, I hesitate to I say don't sitter. Call it a sitter, yeah. It was bouncing, <laughs> but it's one that he, he should have handled. And he he's... You He's know, good enough to a, do that. A prime Alessandrini could have, could have buried that. Yeah, and, and that's just rusty Alessandrini yeah. not being able to hit that. <laughs> um, and that, again, makes it you know a, a one-goal game, and that could have changed the outlook of everything. So I don't... It was a bad defensive play, but it was probably Guillermo's setup in that that cost the Galaxy more more than anything else in my mind. Okay. I don't. I, I, the players played poorly. Polenta had a nightmare game. Absolutely nightmare game. Um, getting turned by Diamande there at the end yeah. is just, well, you can't let have happen. And I'm going to say this, and I don't know how much flack I'll, I'll catch for this, but the, the, the better team win. Yeah. Better, better team they won did. on the night. They did. I, I, you know, you, you want, you're, you're, you're rooting for the, the Galaxy. You want them to win. They could have, and, and I think the, it's the adjectives that you use are, you know, they could have stolen this one. You know, there, there's a way, a way that the Galaxy, you know, sneak up on them and make it happen. And I think when you use language like that, you're basically admitting that they have weapons that, when they're on, we're going to end up beating the galaxy. And we, we've worried about that since last season is if, if they are on and everything's clicking, the galaxy have a, are going to have a tough time uh, with this team. So I think, you know, at the end of the day, 
they put on, they p- were efficient with their performances. And you, we looked at the stats and the number of shots that they had. The Galaxy had more shots. Yep. And, and so it, it comes down to being efficient these, and putting it away. These stats are remarkably they're weird. even, they're right? <laughs> yeah. And, like, but they're they're shifted, like, again, the possession, almost 60% <laughs> to the Galaxy. Um, you know, shots, total shots, 16 to 12 in favor of the Galaxy. Shots on target, LAFC, one more, 7 to 6 than the LA Galaxy. Um, talked about possessions. Uh, passing accuracy, Galaxy had higher passing accuracy. A lot of those were sideways and backwards. Um, duels won. Galaxy won more duels. Tackles won. Galaxy won more tackles. Uh, clearances. Galaxy only made six clearances. LAFC had to make 25. Yeah. That says something. <laughs> what does it say? I mean, I would expect if you look at expected goals in this game, and I didn't look at it, mm-hmm. I would expect that you would find that LAFC has the higher expected goals. Because of the... Because of their, the, their positions yeah. that they got into. We're more dangerous than the Galaxy. That's, that's where I go back to. This was their style. They changed what they did. By, by becoming a counterattacking team to a Galaxy team who, who gives up goals, you know, like their candy, you know, it, they just fell right into, into, into the trap. Um, you know, in, in a lot of ways, you know, you just said it, that LFC was the better team, and, and I agree with that. Um, in a lot of ways, the Galaxy just, they, they, didn't, they didn't find a way to they, compete in yes, that second half. They didn't put themselves in a position to steal it. They, no, and, and that's what they've done yeah. uh, many times. And again, it's outscoring instead of, you know, out-defending or, or out-possessing or doing any of that. And so, um, you know, the Galaxy the Galaxy were not the better team throughout the year. We knew yeah. the deficiencies the Galaxy this is, had. They this are is, who we thought we are. They, there yeah. it is. I was, I was going to say. <laughs> Dennis Green. Yeah, yeah. Dennis Green. Is, I was, they are, the Galaxy are exactly who we thought they were. And, you know, the defense ended up, you know, capitulating in a game in which we thought that they might. And I think, I think that's when it goes back to Mid-season, you know, there were there was a good run at the beginning. There was a maybe a three three game win streak towards the end of the season, but that back and forth, uh, and especially there was I think maybe the the Portland game when they lost that one. I believe it was four zero or or four one. They lost Open Cup. It was four zero, and then that's the point where you said, and I think that was like in June or July. That's the point where you said, okay, this Galaxy team. The defense didn't look shaky, but that's the point. They started to give up a lot of goals, and when they gave up goals, they gave up lots of goals. And so you had the anticipation with Zlatan, anything could happen in the playoffs. When you get them in a one-game series, you know you, you give yourself the chance. But at the end of the day, this is the Galaxy team we saw. They gave up a lot of goals, and they, and they walked away, uh, and they paid the ultimate penalty for it. We got about like twenty minutes left, so I don't want to say. I, 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 here I was thinking, how are we going to fill the show no, with no, just we got just a game repack? So just recap. just this is obviously this is something to talk about as the offseason goes, but it's also something that, you know, you just sort of at least right now you have to think of is, is this year a success? Um, and that's a tough thing to say. I will say this as a galaxy fan, people are going to say no. And rightfully so. Did you win an MLS cup? Yeah. That's Games, right. Season's <laughs> that, not a success. That's, that's my argument. Right. It's, you know, with, uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic with, uh, Christian Pavone coming mid season, uh, offensive firepower, a success is winning, winning at all. So they've made improvements to where the club was. So by that metric, it's a success. But at the end of the at the end of the year, it's who won and who lost. And the Galaxy did not win. I'll tell you this. I mean, in, in all, in really all areas, you have to say that uh, the eye test tells me this team was better than last yeah. year's team. The eye test tells me this team is closer to a completed team than it was last year. And so in those metrics, successful in the terms of you yeah. took the step forward, you Z- did under a new coach, installing a new system with a new GM. Okay. Zoom out view. Zoom out view. It's a success. But obviously the bar is, you know, yeah. win an MLS <laughs> Cup. Um, and that didn't happen. So that's a, that's a failure. Um, interesting note. I will tell you uh, sort of what it was like in the hallway after the game. 
Um, it was, I don't think you have to tell us. Yeah, could, it, it, was could probably it was, it was gutted. Well, like. I, you know, sometimes people think, you know, they get away from the cameras and these guys are like, you know, high-fiving each other and jumping up and down. Uh, I saw most of the players come into the locker room um, and those players were, uh, you know, some had tears in their eyes. You could tell they were upset. They were, it was somber. Their heads were down um, and they know that they lost the game. And that's, that's difficult because we always sit, you know, separated from this. We're not on the field mm-hmm. and we're always like, just give a little more effort. Just give a little more effort. And the bottom line is that in <laughs> this would, particular case, if there was any more effort to give, I think they would have. Yeah. I don't think it was a lack of effort um, in this game. Uh, it, it just didn't work out, and and that's sort of how these things go. Also, um, got to see Ashley Cole down in the in the oh, tunnel. Well, um, well, speaking of, yes, you know, being near the supporters and on that edge of the edge know, of the stadium, I know who you saw. I got to see Mr. Alan Gordon, uh-huh. Mike McGee, Dan, Dan Gargan, yep, Kevin Hartman. So it was a who's who uh, of Galaxy Legends. So you know, that's another fun thing about these games is it brings out brings out the big guns. Yeah. Um, it's 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 fun and and that's the atmosphere and you know the next time these two teams play next year at Dignity Health Sports Park it's it'll, it's going to be crazy yeah, as well it'll be so. a fun one again yeah uh, now you got to get one back uh, let's go quickly to uh, LA Galaxy news here before we sort of look at these roster at this roster and just give a brief overview and sort of understanding of where we think we are at. um let's see the the news out right now early and tuna possibly going to Chivas de Guadalajara um, I saw a Benfica rumor. Benfica, the yeah. listen, there's there's going to be lots of these. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to go somewhere. Um, the big deal is this doesn't involve the LA Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, this is between Manchester City and whoever they want him to go to, and really his loan deal is kind of up right now because so the Man City over. and his agent are basically putting the feelers out. Absolutely, that's what that and, tells and me. And he could get sold. He could get loaned out somewhere. You know, it kind of depends on what Man City wants to do. The chances of him staying with the LA Galaxy probably slim at this point. And I would say that with his international hype that he gained with Mexico, uh, whether that. That's deserved or undeserved. Which He'll find a landing spot. He's going to find a landing spot somewhere. Maybe he does. Maybe Dennis DeCloso figures out a way to bring him back. I don't know if you need to bring him back. I like him. I think he provides a lot. I think he's a young guy, but at the same time, no. And it's one of those things. I think he could be a player with higher a higher upside, and maybe if he progresses and, and matures, and, and he he could turn into something. I think right now, uh, you know, there's a, there's some holes in his game. He brings a lot of heart, a lot of hustle. But there, there are some elements that need work, too. So maybe, you know, going to Chivas de Guadalajara, maybe going to Benfica is something that improves him, that staying here with the LA Galaxy doesn't improve his stock in the long run. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's one of those things that, again, it, it seems unlikely he returns, and we'll talk about guys who are maybe are coming or going or staying or, or any of that stuff, and he seems like one that could be on his way out as and, alone. And he wants to. Yeah. You know, that's his goal is to go to Europe, and so it would not surprise me if, if – an offer like that, even if it's a, another loan deal, that uh, it sparks his interest to go play in, a, in another league. Did we uh, did we just see Zlatan Ibrahimovic's last game? Uh, it feels like it. Does it feels? Can, can, can I can I hear hear my thoughts on it? I, okay, I, go ahead. Uh, with his post game comments, to me, you know, seeing the videos out there and how candid he was, it seemed like the persona was off. Yeah, and so he he kind of let the guard down a little bit. So that can tell me one of two things. One. You know, is we saw his last game, and he's letting the guard down. He's not the he's not going to put the persona out there and the character. He's not going to play the character anymore because his time is done. The other part of this is the Galaxy are now out of the playoffs. They're done, so their season is done. So he has no need to motivate himself or hype himself. So he let the guard down, and he he gave like his most real interview. He he still gave you the spicy takes, but but there were a lot of moments where he was a lot more open than he has been during the year. So. To me, I think the letting the guard down, I, I take that as, okay, party's over. I'm going to give you guys one final 
uh, my final thoughts and I'm going to be real and honest with you. And then I'm out the door. That it sounded a little bit like that to me, but again, we, I could absolutely be wrong. I've been wrong before. That's why, that's why I record these things just so, so I can go so back and, and see how have wrong pe- you are? and have people tell me how wrong I was. Uh, the interesting things about his quotes, and I, I, I implore you to find like the full quotes and not just the, the ones they pulled because not just having a cup of coffee yeah. with Magic Johnson. D- yeah, what a great quote. The dude was was <laughs> laughing a little bit with the reporters, and he yeah. even says, you know, I'm joking. You know, that type of thing. He says, uh, you know, they asked him right away about his possible return. He says, imagine if I don't play an MLS. Who will you talk to then? Right. And that will be the quote that you see. And, and people will get mad at it. And then, and then <laughs> literally right after that, he goes, it's not about the money. I was joking. I have another two months and we see what happens when you do a lot of things. You want to get credit for what you're doing. I think we're doing the maximum we can and win or lose today. We did the maximum. Like I said, the season has been like this. We score two. We concede four. We score three. We concede four. Uh, we score one. We concede three. It's hard to play like that. Uh, I did my best. I think everybody did their best. And what happens next year, if I stay or not, I think for MLS, it's good because the whole world will watch us. If I don't stay, nobody will remember what MLS is. And then again, he's, he's laughing. that with a wink and a right? smile. And, yeah. and, like, and all this stuff. But you see the quotes and people are like, he's so arrogant. I just can't. <laughs> Zlatan needs to get out. It's like, they're like, oh, it's like high tea. And, you know, everybody's, yeah. uh, oh, I'm aghast at what this man is <laughs> clutch, saying. Clutch my pearls. Did this man grab his groin? Oh, my. How dare he? Um, uh, you know, times. just all that stuff. And and by the way, Zlatan even talks about that. Yeah. I don't know if anybody anybody Which, actually got that as, uh, or well. Another shout out just because we, we got to see everyone at this game. Uh, the Soccer Cooligans, you know, they're in another podcast that's out there and they have their own TV show. So I got to meet up and talk to them. But they had a great tweet about that. They said, you know, everyone talks about Zlatan's first touch and we finally got to see it. And the video was of him uh, grabbing his crotch. Yep, I saw that. <laughs> it, was, it was good. So um, shout out to them. This is Zlatan about that. He says, I enjoy it. And he's saying bantering with fans, right? He says, they give me adrenaline. He goes, this is nothing. Coming here to play, not being disrespectful, but it's like training for me because the stadium is so small. I'm used to playing in front of 80,000. Come to Inter Milan when 85,000 is whistling at you. Then I want to see how you play. This is a walk in the park. So, you know. <laughs> I love it. And he loves it. That's, he, that's, he what it's about, it. that's what it's all about. Uh, it's all good. Um, yeah, I, I'll tell you this. Uh, we, I get asked all the time, and I consider myself more or less as Laton expert, at least in his time here with the LA Galaxy. I talk to him enough. I sort of understand his moods and sort of things. And I think you've heard on the podcast oscillating back and forth between he's staying, he's going, he's staying, he's going. Uh, I can only tell you that I feel it's 50-50, and I really don't know, and I don't know that he knows. And if he doesn't know, then I certainly don't know. Um, yeah. And that's the tough part about this. And if I, if you had to make me bet my house right now, I'm saying he's gone. And and here here's the, my take on it. I've been teams Zlatan since you know we had the the plane tracker and we were saying he's going to come. I've said Zlatan is going to come. He's going to score goals. We are going to be happy to have him on this team. And and he's delivered on that promise. He's broke the single season record. He's given magical moments to this club already. And so I'm I'm teams Zlatan 100. percent But yeah, uh-huh. but this final stretch during this season, the god looked mortal. I mean, there were sitters where you think he looked like does, an old guy like how, me, right? Yeah. How, how do you not put these away? This is a guy who, who makes magic happen and he's missing easy shots. Uh, you know, you know, being tired, you know, because of the travel, you know, one of the rumors is that, you know, he's interest in Europe and going to Napoli. And, you know, one of the reports is that the travel in MLS took a toll on him. And, and I would agree with that. I think there can be an argument that, you know, I'm not going to travel, you know, Southwest spirit air to, you know, to go to an away game, uh, in Salt Lake. when I can, you know, go to a, a smaller country like Italy where everything's, you know, a little bit more hyper local. So, so I could see that. I think he's, it depends with him coming back, depends on possible the the possible negotiation. So do you know does DTK maybe lowball a little bit, maybe not really trying to keep him 
uh, you know, and kind of nudge him in that direction? Or, you know, do you say this is someone, look at what he's done. He's, he's scored a bunch of goals. Let's keep him around. Uh, but we, I, you know, I'm of the camp. You maybe get, get rid of someone a little too soon, then keep hold on, holding on to them uh, for too long. And that's from someone who's been all in on Zlatan since his arrival. Well, I, I'd say this for my Swedish friends who take our podcast and... Uh, and oh, am I going to get... Are they going to blow me up get, for yeah, that? Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> it's absolutely going to do. Um, I have a hot take on, on Zlatan now. Um, he scored 30 goals this year, and you know the the quality in which he did it was something I've never seen. The domination in which he did it, I've never seen. It was easy. It was easy for him. And, that's and it could have been more. And that's what made it my head sort of look at it and say, this is too easy, like, mm-hmm. you know, the whole deal. So, so that type of thing. Um, I'm not discounting what he's done on the field, but I'll tell you right now, he's hard on this team. He makes this team work harder than they probably need to. Um, I don't think he's a great teammate when he's out there. And, I think that's a real thing. And and <laughs> I think that that can get old. I think, yeah. I think there's a reason he's never stayed anywhere yeah. for very long. <laughs> um, all those things. And so I think that if the galaxy were wise and everybody sits down and you sort of sit there and you go, okay, we're done. This we're not, is- we're not going to give you the God, of, but you, it's almost disrespectful. You're not going to say walk. Right. Maybe, you know, you, you do something to say, let's try to keep you. No, don't go. But you know no, what I mean? No, please. Oh, stop. Stop. <laughs> come back. But Zlatan. eventually he's going to, someone else is going to be able to offer him more. The other question is, you know, how deep are his roots that he said, yeah. that he's set here? You know, maybe the sales pitch is, I want to move to LA. I want to move my family out there. This is where I want to end up, you know, do endorsement deals and be in Hollywood. Uh, but someone at his age, maybe, you know, you could split your time 50, 50 in Europe in a different league and still have a home and a family life in Los Angeles. He, uh, I feel like Italy or, or China are probably two good places for him. I mean, imagine the money he'd get in China. I know he says it's not uh, about the money, but he's Zlatan. But and, <laughs> and, and to be on the most populous you know, continent and to be able to have well, that. We, we all know the money that <laughs> if we want to get back to political talk, you know, the money that's been thrown around and the, how they're able to kind of hold, uh, have a stranglehold on a lot of uh, a lot of markets, you know. Because of the money they could right. offer. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I don't picture him going there. I, I, I think he I, wants to go to Europe. I think Italy is still yeah. there, by the way. Napoli rumors are there. There's there's others. If he wants to go anywhere, he can go anywhere he wants. Right. Really, I think he can. He can almost go anywhere he wants because he could just take less money wherever he goes if he really wants to go somewhere because he if, says Is he willing what role is he willing to play? He likes he likes to get credit for what he does. You yes. heard him. So he does like to get, <laughs> he does like the money. Uh let's go over this uh, roster. Here's let me explain this roster to everybody for a second. Everybody who goes on transfer market and looks up the contracts and says, oh, these guys are out of contract. These, the transfer market's full of it. Don't pay any attention to it. <laughs> wow. Sh- yeah. Shots fired. Well, it's, transfer it, market. it's not their fault. A lot of this stuff isn't public. Um, and it's not put through a clearinghouse. We don't see it, and they don't have access to it, and they're guessing. So you're saying it's the Wikipedia of uh, player salaries. They do. They can do a really good job with stuff that's public. Okay. I don't... I, I've looked at some of them. I know some of the contracts are, are off. Now, I... Um, trying to keep track of everything best in my head, know some of the contracts are up, but I don't know all of them. In fact, there are like 14 question marks I have next to players about whether or not their contract is up. Which um, is it? Because you can't blow it up. You can't blow the whole thing up. No, you go, That's the other you, thing. Everybody's you, like, we need to rebuild. No, you do not need to rebuild and stop <laughs> saying that word. And, and especially after after last night's game, you say, oh, well, you know, Gonzalez, you know, what a disaster. He's been our friend Thomas Phelps, the statistician. Yes. Every, every game that he's played in seems to have gone south. Uh, for people. So it's like, well, we got to get rid of people. He's not a loan guy. He's a guy who, yeah, you bought him. They they offered him a contract mid season. He's presumably here for another year, maybe another year and a half, like a Shelvick 2.0. Maybe it was a one plus one. Yeah. Okay. So a lot, some contracts. So, so the deal with MLS contracts is the standard MLS contract is usually a one plus one, which is one year plus an option. Sometimes it's two years plus an option. Uh, Dave Romney signed one, two years plus an option last year. 
Um, now, whether or not that means he stays or yeah. not, I I don't think he's actually. <laughs> and again, gonna, all I don't of think this, he's gonna be on this you team. could sell a contract and 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 it's yeah, all it's known. Gone. Yeah, anyway. it doesn't matter yeah. anyway. Um, but let's go from the top down to the bottom. So Zlatan Ibrahimovic, we know his contract is up. It's up at the end he's of this year. He's a big year. question mark. He, he's a capital he, question mark. But he's not a question mark in terms of what his contract is. Um, okay, I see what you're saying. So, so I'm like, I know what that one is. And he's. Uh, I have him circled as a possibility of being gone. So $7.2 million comes off of the payroll from I was going to say, not, not off the cap. But yeah. No, not off the yeah. cap. Uh, Jonathan Dos Santos apparently still has a contract that lasts for maybe two more years. Um, he said like he had like a five-year contract. Yeah, he, Everybody was like, what? He's had some interesting quotes. Yeah. yeah so we don't know, really know what to, to, what to say, but we can, he seems we can like assume he's, he's coming in. back. Yes. And he's coming back. Ramon Alessandrini, we know his contract is up at the end of this year. All right. That's one of those. Uh, Jorgen Shelvick, his contract is up at the end of this year. He's not coming back. All right. So say adios. You, we, that's we hardly, time. we hardly knew ye. Uh, Diego Polenta <laughs> is a guy that they bought. Um, a guy that they bought and probably has a one plus one or a two plus one. Uh, Polenta's probably a two plus one guy. Yeah, I think um, with his age and um, yeah, and and what and the, and the billing around him, I think I, I would not. To me, he feels like a two two year guy. Two so so one. he's coming back next year. I think that that's that whether you want to build around yeah, him for defense yes. or not, he's coming back, and that's a that's a different one. Uh, People Gonzalez, he is as you said under contract. My guess is they either have an option. If they have an option, that would be interesting. Because they could technically deny the, is deny that, the option. Is that what happened with Rolf last season? So, yes. Rolf okay. had a one plus one. Because he came... And they yeah. did, Remember, they declined yes. the option, and then they renegotiated down. Okay. So, that's another thing that could also happen in here, which is there's a, there's one player in particular that I think that will happen to this time. Um, so, anyway. So, um, People Gonzalez is, is a question. Fabio Alvarez is on a loan. Do you, does he come back? Uh, I don't know. I think Pavone holds the cards there. Well, and and we'll see. Yeah, I mean, because the relationship, you know, good. if if camaraderie in locker room and keeping everyone in the locker room happy is a thing, right? Which I think it is. I think Fabio has leverage in that situation because they they're, they're gonna. They're, I feel like Pavone is going to be a long term move for the Galaxy to keep. And if you keep Pavone, you keep Alvarez. Joe Corona just joined this year. You have to imagine he's at least a one plus one, or he's a two plus one. Um, to yeah, bring in, staying. so he's staying. Perry Kitchen. Everybody has written off Perry Kitchen and saying, "Oh well, he's not coming back. He makes too much money." I fully expect Perry Kitchen to be back next year. I think his contract is up this year, but I think you go in there and you say, "Okay, we're negotiating that contract back down," because he does something that nobody else on the galaxy can do, or at least no, he does something that nobody you don't that he does something <laughs> that you want him to do and not have to have somebody else do. Change his name. Change his name to Kevin Kitchen, <laughs> um, which is. Uh, be a central defensive midf- midfielder and only and be a CDM. <laughs> yeah. Do, you don't do want Jonathan role. to do that. Because Jonathan, Jonathan can do do both. Right. And Kitchen so... a man who can do both. So, but yeah, K- Kitchen will just do his one job. There you go. Uh, and I think, again, I keep going back to Rolf here, but, you know, he's someone who missed a lot of time with injury. Rolf missed with injury last season, so they kind of used that in the negotiation. So Kitchen, with him being out for an extended period of time on injury, that could be a, a negotiation... Uh, that they could use to maybe bring him back at a lower salary. Um, let's see what else uh, we have here. Uh, let's see. We Antuna. go. Oh, Oriel and Tuna's on a loan. We already talked about him. I think him. he's gone. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back. Uh, David Bingham. There's a good chance his contract is up. Uh, but having said that, I also think there's a good chance that he comes back. And what's the market? What, uh, I mean, who, who's out there? Who else well, is out yeah, there? So, 
Well, first of all, you have to look domestically because the LA Galaxy have so many international <laughs> players that almost anybody they pick up or release or do anything. Okay, you, that's going to be for the offseason show. Watch, that, it's yeah. one of the reasons maybe Rolf Felcher doesn't come back is because he's an international. You don't pay him any money. Yeah. So in my mind, keeping Rolf Felcher is like, well, that's fine. You can sit him on the bench. I mean, he, he doesn't make that it's much money a, that I worry about. It's a that. double dip. It is. Uh, but he's a, he's an international player. And so do you want to use that? You get one back whenever you get rid of Jorgen Shelvick. Is that enough for you? The LA Galaxy have, what, 10 international players? 10 international They have a lot. And they traded for them and they wipe clean. Right. And so they're going starting with eight again whenever mm-hmm. it comes. So they fi- have to find two spots and then they sent Didi Traore down. So there's some shuffling there. So international players are going to be uh, an issue. So legit. Um, so David Bingham's there. Legit, I believe his contract is up. What do you but do th- with Sebastian Legette? I think he comes back. Though. I think he does. I think he's a LA. Again, I think he stays. I think he stays here. Rolf Felcher, does he come back? We just sort of discussed that. Chris Pontius, probably a free agent again. Um, probably can go wherever he wants to go. He want, He's from your Belinda. In he's Cal- staying. He's st- I, I feel like it that's feels like kind of like the Sebastian Legette. But you game. have to use him. Use <laughs> Chris Pontius, <laughs> he can't be sitting on the bench. Otherwise, if I'm Chris Pontius, I go, who else Who else needs who wants me? me? Who wants me to play? Who, hey, LAFC. Oh, don't do it. I'm, I'm just telling you, if you're a free agent and you're not getting playing time uh, and M- your livelihood and, is based upon you making money and M- playing M- games. MLS domestic journeyman, you know, at a reduced salary. Yeah, that sounds appealing. Ugh. Keep Chris Pontius. <laughs> Juninho's not coming back to the LA Galaxy. That's it. Um, so I saw Juni down there. and it, Poor Juni. It is, it is what it is. What a, a strange season for him it is it, it right? absolutely is um and and a stranger one even that uh that he just it, it would just never it was, got it was odd and it, it, it never came back yeah <laughs> we were at the airport we, 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 we drove to the airport we to there. welcome him and and what did we get back for it we got nothing we got nothing <laughs> we got g2 junie owns us big time <laughs> um dan Starr's contract is up I'm telling you right now guaranteed that he's negotiating with the LA galaxy i imagine that he's domestic stays. starting defender do not get checks, rid of checks a lot of boxes do not get rid of domestic defenders the Rel- galaxy relatively inexpensive the galaxy are going to do this you watch they and i think dennis is going to do this i think this is going to be a mistake but they're going to get rid of some of their domestic defenders that have Ugh. promise and are costing them no money but, um, and they're going to trade them for international slots. <laughs> uh, don't 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 get me all all fired up. Uh, you know, Tomas Hilliard oh, Arce. I'm I'm sad that I said that. Uh, Hilliard Arce's <laughs> contract is probably up because he was a draft pick last year, right? And so he came in this year, and I I don't know what the plan is with him. I, I feel like you know he he's captaining uh, Los Dos. It, it just seems like is he going to be a first team guy? He he was was he on any benches? I mean, this I, season, not much. He no. didn't make team sheets. So, so what, what's the plan with him? It's it's he's on the supplemental roster. So technically his salary doesn't even count against the yeah. cap. So that's one of those. You're sort of like, I don't know. Dave Romney, I don't think is coming back. I think he's one of the guys who's going to be supplemental or who's going to be a domestic uh, defender who's going to be gone. Okay. Well, this is one of those things when we talk allocation draft, are there some of these guys? Oh yeah. That well, the, might be part of that. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. And that's fine. If the galaxy have one who player, don't they protect? Do you not protect a Hilliard Arce who well, maybe, you right. know, another team, you know, looks at. Well, sometimes you're like, here's the bait. Come yeah. get this guy. <laughs> and it's like, they take him, And then now your team lost a player, but yeah. it doesn't matter. And and once you lose one, you're, you're, you're done. Good. That's it. Um, Julian Araujo, he's going to stay. Uh, Ethan Zubak is on this list. I don't know. I don't know well, what they want to do with him. He's in the Tomas Hilliard Arce right? cap. Same thing. Uh, a, a G2, you know, starter. Uh, Efrain Alvarez is staying for right now. Actually. So I heard his contract might be up, um, which is an interesting one. Th- there were rumors that he told, right? Again, this is all, Total, right. you know, hearsay, you know, one-to-one that he said to someone that he's he's off to Europe. So I don't know. I don't know how much truth there is to that. That was the rumor. We'll see. It, good for him. If, if he can get it, get it. <laughs> 
Get your uh, money. That's how it's supposed to work. Uh, you know, Matt Lampson, I don't know, backup goalkeeper. I think he's a great backup, quite honestly. I think he's a really good backup, but he's a Do you backup. Think- Okay, we're gonna speak nicely about Lamson. What do you, what else you, what else are you gonna say? You could you think you can get a better backup goalkeeper? No, that's the thing. It's it, do you need you, you need know, a backup what, what, goalkeeper? Yeah, but what's his salary? What is uh seventy thousand dollars? Okay, never mind. Yeah, be quiet over there. <laughs> I was gonna there. say what is Vom Stiga's? Who cares? Fifty seven. So Who I cares? guess yeah. Uh, Never mind. We so love you, Matt. Servando Carrasco. This one's really interesting because I know everybody's like, he's gone. No, he's staying. Why? why is he's he? staying. He's having a baby. He's sweet. <laughs> he needs the money. Congrats 70. to Mr. and Mrs. Carrasco. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's a big deal. Alex Morgan, uh, pregnant. Who, oh, that's who that is? That's who it is. That's his <laughs> wife. Did you not know? Oh, surprise. I thought she was just, you know, Servando Carrasco's wife. That, but, I did not mean that. By the way, I, not, not to I be... I am saying that in jest. Not to be rude or crude or crass or yeah. anything like that, but if you do the math on when that <laughs> yeah, baby... Yeah, I did that, yeah, and, and I, I, got, I got... After the World Cup? I got roasted for saying that, yeah, too. L- yeah, l- yeah I, was just, I, was like, I was like, good! That's what I would do after I just won a World hey. Cup, too. <laughs> Create babies. That's what you do after you won a World Congrats Cup. Congrats to them, Tal. Anyway, that, I saw Alex Morgan at the stadium. She yeah. was walking the corridor as well, so... Okay, good. Good. Star-studded Did event. you behave yourself, at least? I did. Okay, good. I actually, I didn't realize it was her until she walked past, so I didn't have time to be inappropriate. Servando Carrasco um, could absolutely be back. He doesn't make that much money, and he's a backup. It's, it's the same argument that we had. You know, why did we sign him? It's because he was at a low price, and and he fills the gaps yep. where needed. Uh, Emil Cuello is an interesting one, but he just came in. I think he, he comes back. He comes back. And uh, the coach likes him. Right. He maybe plays a l- does he mature and play a, a better role next season? Maybe. Who knows? Uh, Justin Vom Stieg is a goalkeeper there. I have no idea. Whatever. <laughs> sure. He's To me, here's the thing, and maybe I just don't follow enough. He's someone who got called into a, a national team camp. So obviously there's something there. So like that's why when I say is Lampson your best backup, you know, let's see Vom, let's see what he can do. Every team has a roster of thirty players, basically, and, and every team has three goalies. There you yeah. go. So, so you need you need these people. Uh, you need people like me. Your dude. Uh, oh, I almost missed him. Uh, Pavone. Pavone comes back. I don't know. There's rumors out there right now that people are already making offers to buy him. Um, that offer would have to go through Boca and not the LA Galaxy. The LA Galaxy don't have controlling, but it looks like the Galaxy have a plan in place that if they extend the loan, they have the option to extend the loan. They're probably going to extend that loan. That makes Pavone a DP because the Galaxy then have to pay a loan fee to Boca, which they didn't do this time. So likely he's still making his $1.2 million, I think okay. is, is what it is, but he's, his, his uh, compensation goes up because of the loan fee being okay. paid. But we'll also see how those salaries play in you know, with the new cap and, and things that are going to happen. How's CBA? Will we it have matter? no idea. Yeah. Will it matter? Uh, let's drop down here. You have to say adios to your boy, uh, Joao Pedro, because he's going to be technically off the still on the, on yes, the he's paper. Still on there. Uh, still getting paid in Tondela. Good for him. Uh, he's doing well in Portugal, by the way, for those of you who are asking. That's good. Yeah. Nobody was asking. Uh, <laughs> Didi you, Charori. You'd be surprised how many people ask me about Joao. Yeah, because they know <laughs> they like you have an obsession. That's yeah. why they're just feeding into your obsession. They're trying to be nice. Uh, Didi Charore, he'll be back, I imagine. Um, you know, they sent him down to G2 this time. I don't think Bradford Jameson. I think Jameson comes off, off the books. He was, he was coming he was on, off a surgery, I guess. Yeah, so... Loan yeah, coming loan back. Loan surgery, it seems like he's... I didn't hear about the surgery, so I didn't well, he, see that. Well, again, that's why you got to follow at Galaxy yes. Profile. Okay. Um, yeah, so we'll see. He doesn't seem like uh, someone who's going to be with the club. No, and I think he probably wants to go. Um, he, he probably... Because he yeah. wants to find a place he where he can play. wants to prove himself, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you have Hugo Ariano is the last one on that list, and sure, whatever. I don't, know. you know, that's what we know. I don't. I think I gave you the best in my memory of where I think people are with their contracts, but that changes. You go in. So what happens next is in about three or four days, the LA Galaxy should have exit interviews. 
All right, Larry Morgan will be there for sure. I'll try to be there if I can be. Um, but exit interviews is our last chance to talk to players as they sort of have meetings and clean out the exit. locker. <laughs> they literally clean out their lockers. Like they come out with trash bags full of cleats and stuff like that and they leave like the facility. It's so really say, weird. Don't tell people that. And then people are going to show up and be like, give, <laughs> give me, me your stuff. bag of cleats. Yeah, give me your stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's that's what's going to happen. That's next on, on the list I was gonna of say, things to we do. We moved on pretty quickly. You know, we're... You know, 24 hours after a loss, and we're already talking about cleaning out lockers and That's who's what coming back next year. There's, there's. I kind of like it. We didn't, we didn't have too much time to dwell and be I, sad. I and I know people so, want to like, well, who should we go after? I don't know. The transfer window's not way, even open yet. Calm that's down. Why, and that's why I brought that up. I feel like it's way too early to be having these conversations. Yeah, but we, we bring you what you want because you asked, but. It's way too early to be making speculations like this. There is a uh, a likelihood that those exit interviews could do be Tuesday or Wednesday. Is what we're sort of hearing. We'll no, see if they, that they've got a whole yeah <laughs> got a whole month to yeah, get those in. They can get, well, I, the players want to go. Yeah. I mean, obviously, once you're, you're not going to drag them around. Yeah. yeah. Well, now sometimes it's mandated training. Like if you get end of the season and you didn't make the playoffs, <laughs> you actually have to train. MLS. It's MLS like the school contract. Year. You yeah. have to show up. Yeah. You have, to, you you have to go to the last. You know, you need 180 school days. I know we finished everything in the whole textbook, but yeah, we still have to come around move day yeah exactly yeah you have to watch it let me pop in the uh, vcr get the vcr out and pop in that tape vcr sure anymore. we do you're old laser Josh. discs they're about this big um, film reel yeah exactly um so that's sort of what is on the docket here now uh as terms of the podcast uh there's a lot of things going on with the podcast first of all monday uh we'll have panda on so panda and i will talk uh the next thursday is halloween we're not having a show guess what no show it's the off season i'm allowed to not have a show that's what we're gonna do um there's kind of a a sweet relief in this a little bit. Obviously you don't want to see your team go out, but it's like having the emotions run high week to week and the anxiety and the pressure and the, the, you know, it's kind of nice to say, okay, I'm taking the foot off the gas for a little bit. And if you're going to put a positive spin on this and be happy about it, obviously you're, you're upset about the result, but that's the positive is okay. Take a deep breath. It's over for now. There's next the, year. The sweet releases of death. Yes. Until we're reincarnated. Until, yeah, until in it all comes back. And then you get all fired up again. <laughs> uh, my wife texted me. She was watching uh, the game at home. She's probably thrilled. She <laughs> was she, she, this, No offense to her. Yeah, but. no, no. This was her text. She was like, she's like, I'm so, she's like, oh, I'm sorry your season is over. Uh, but now it's baby season, yeah, right? Put the crib together. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, I have lots of stuff to do this weekend, that's for sure. Um, so I'll be doing all that stuff. Uh, but it is interesting um you know just all the stuff that we have in the off season there's a lot of things and we're going to do our best to keep you up there uh my wife is due in december so i imagine there's going to be a gap in there uh whenever whenever <laughs> send your baby is here. i was gonna say if you thought you know four hours of sleep after el trafico was I bad know. i know yeah, I, I, I tell that newborn baby's keeping I, you up i actually bragged to my wife today i'm like i'm on four hours of sleep i'm feeling fine <laughs> i go i got i think maybe my body's being prepared for this wow. baby and she goes you're an idiot i'm like okay cool <laughs> just checking um, so anyway, so all that stuff is going on. So just sort of keep a heads up and keep that in the back of your mind because I imagine I will disappear for you know a little while um, and then just, I will yeah, pop back up. Leave the keys under the mat. I'll come in. So come in. <laughs> okay, good. I'll teach you how to record. That'll be great. Which button? Yeah, exactly. All of them. There's how do three these mics of them. work? I haven't figured There's it out yet. Three of them. You show up and everything's set up. I don't know how, how it works for you. All right. So that's what we got. First of all, um, you know, big shout out to Larry Morgan, who uh, yes. who was my carpool buddy and who's done an amazing, amazing, amazing job. You guys don't realize how great Larry is at doing what he does. You read his stuff and it's so easy in your mind. You're just like, oh, cool. I got a lot of information out of that. And then you just go on. He's a master at what he does. And and, the, and I don't want to sound, it's going to come across like, right. like a negative, but right. it's not. It's with the experience that he has in doing what he does. He just, he knows, he knows what he's doing. 
And and so just, to have him as part of the team and just being able to talk to him and the things he brings up that he's, you know, he, he has those stats ready to go and it's not an accident. It's because, you know, he knows exactly the type of research and the work that goes into to analyzing a team and he does an excellent job he, he does great um you have done an absolute great job so thank you very much for uh, for being here this season thank you sir um we had uh, unbelievable fill-in hosts with larry filling in and sometimes sophie yes. uh sophie nicolau a soccer diva is amazing and we love sophie <laughs> she um, brings the energy i love sophie she, yeah she does she, do, she doesn't fill that chair though i just let you know <laughs> that you know what that's my off-season goal yeah i'm gonna is, come back you're gonna come fi- back fill as, in this chair a little as less felt as uh, as <laughs> sophie all right i mean that's uh, I, well, that's you know i, maybe I, I that's didn't too go much. that far okay Okay. Yeah. Just checking. Uh, you know, Panda and all the work that he does and how hard he works to try to bring us information to this podcast um, and just covers. I mean, the dude just nonstop running around like crazy um, and all the stories. He writes like four times the amount of stories that I do. And I think I write a lot. <laughs> um, so and that's in like in the single day. He yeah. writes four stories a day, stuff like that. So uh, he's done an amazing job here. Um, just everybody who's really, you know, pitched in uh, Steve Carrillo um, and Britt Campbell, who have taken photos for us, have been amazing. You know, Mike Araujo, who has voiced the voiceovers. Um, well, he doesn't voiceover the intro for me. Yeah, you don't Still waiting one. on that. There, there's one. my offseason nope, goal. No, no. Going to go to Angel Stadium and corner Mike Araujo. That's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you say my name. Um, but that, yeah, he, he's great. Yeah, so so you know all the stuff that we we've been able to put together for. You, hopefully, we we've done a good job. Uh, I know it's not the way the Galaxy fans wanted it to end, uh, but as I was uh, standing next to Miss Sophie in the tunnel, and we saw these guys coming in, some with tears down their eyes. Uh, you know, they were they were quiet. Um, they were they were pensive. They were they were lost in in the moment that had just happened. I looked at Sophie and I said, you know, twenty four teams in this league, and this happens twenty three times. Yep. 23 that, times that can only be one. there's only one at the end of the year yeah. um and that's something to always put in the perspective is that that ending right there happens to almost every team yeah. every year yeah and and i'm going to hijack you a little bit here because you're you know giving thanks to all the all the other you know co-hosts but i just want to give a shout out to you as well for all the hard work that you do and, and that you put in uh this has been my first kind of official season on on the cog team and and just being out there in the stadium and uh you know listeners coming up and interacting talking about you talking about larry and 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 really being a part of this galaxy community community has been something special for me personally so you know thank you for bringing me in allowing me to be a part of this you know for wrapping a bow getting sentimental on all of this uh i just want to you know thank you thank the listeners everyone who you know wears the shirts and 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 comes up at the halftime isn't that fun yeah i mean you don't want to let your ego get the best of you because you know it's one of those Uh don't get it but at the same time it feels good to say you know what i'm glad that we're we're able to have this interaction someone who maybe i don't know who they are but you know we listen and we talk to each other and you come up and we have this conversation like we've known each other you know for years just because we already know each other and and so uh you know through through this podcast so i just appreciate everyone out there and appreciate you for for allowing me to be a part of uh of this because this is something that's special and it's important uh to the club and so thank you very much yeah no uh, you've been a great addition and you know you had somebody deliver something to your house and they realized that <laughs> you were the hammer I'm, I'm telling everyone that i know of that story yeah yeah so i was gonna say when the amazon delivery guy recognizes you that's how you know cog is big time oh uh, yes uh <laughs> just re- quick update one of the uh somebody in the chat room says if i've if i've decided on an, on the name for the newest galaxy fans so for my son who's being born absolutely we have decided absolutely no one is going to find out cool. until that little dude is born um, but you know, it, oh, so you know, Zlatan, David Beckham might be a good d- guess. <laughs> you know, that's uh, you know, Landon, Kobe, Guessman. You know, See, I'm going with Alexander. You know why? Why? Because you know Pato's real first name. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> that's yes. my guess. Yes. Oh, uh, oh, he blinked twice. Wow, guys. wow, that was it. You just, you just nailed it. 
Um, he, so tried, he tried to play like he didn't know. Pato Jr. Pato Jr. Um, so that's how it goes. All right, listen, lots of stuff, obviously, uh, with this LAFC game. Uh, Galaxy will be back, and we'll be keeping you updated as best we can right here at Corner of the Galaxy uh, and cornerofthegalaxy.com. All right, you good? I'm good. Tell people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at GIS Hammer. You could also find me on Instagram with at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P-R-O-F-O-U-L. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast, quarterthegalaxy.com, where you can find all of our written articles, all of our podcast videos, all that fun stuff is right there. And shout out to the Hammer for a great uh, pre-game intro, although you can never do that again because you lost. I, so, ripped, I also ripped my shirt. You so, ripped your shirt. Yeah, so yeah, can't, can't get that one back. You're done with that. All right. That does us does it for here, and that does it for technically the 2019 version of the show, although there's many more shows here uh, coming on. So uh, for everybody out there, we thank you for listening very much. We hope you've enjoyed all of it, and uh, like I said, we'll be back uh, very soon on Monday even, still talking about this Galaxy team. All right, so for Eric the Portuguese Hammer, I'm Josh Getzman, and you've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast, and be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Arajo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.